Oh yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Saucy Boys. Hey. I go by the name of Nunchuck Johnson. Michael Stokes. And uh we're back. Back. You know, I really wanted to do an episode before I left, but just there was so much shit going on. I kind of understand. It's no big deal. Get a chance to. But I remember you pushing to get it in like that Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. In my mind, it was like, so shoot, edit, and get it all up before you chop. It's like, yeah, let's let's chop. I still had to pack and shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I did everything last minute. But when I... So for those of y'all that didn't know, which a lot of y'all probably didn't, and y'all don't care, but I went to Florida. And Florida. I finally went, and I, I got to go see my sister and hang out for a little bit. So Yay, yeah. sibling relationships. <laughs> so I've been telling her for the longest time that I was going to go out and visit, and I finally made it out. But for me... Like, you know how most people go on vacation, like they go to like wild out and and do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. I just slept the whole time. This guy. Like I no lie, like I was sleeping until like I wasn't like like sleeping, sleeping. Like I would just lay in bed the whole time. But I mean we went and did shit. Like they showed me around like Tampa and like St. Pete and showed me all the, the cool shit they got out there. Did you go to the pier, St. Pete Pier? Yeah, we went at night. Um, So I was there during the week, so there really wasn't, like, a lot of shit popping off. Mm -hmm. But um, the last couple of nights that we went out, we went to Ybor, and it was actually pretty dope out there. It was, like, a little chill spot. They say it's, like, the hood area, which, I mean, I don't know. It just felt like San Antonio to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I mean. San Antonio with a beach. Yeah. (laughs) So it was cool. We went out there and there's this dope little karaoke bar and people were wilding out the fucking Mr. Brightside. So good song. That was dope. I almost wanted to sing Redbone. <laughs> Whoa. But I didn't get drunk enough. I I really didn't drink that much while I was down there. So your vacation was really a vacation for your liver. A vacation for my liver and then just like sleeping. Yeah. Cuz I don't do that shit here. So you're the opposite. Like People go on vacation to party and shit, and you literally got, like, your full night's worth of sleep and didn't drink and everything like that, yeah. which is normally what people do I was out when there they're at home. Drinking water. <laughs> it's like, water, what's this? I've never had this beverage before. My, my body is really like it. <laughs> Yo, but the the cool thing about Tampa is they got, like, a lot of, uh, like, Cuban, well, there's, like, a lot of Cuban people out there, I guess. Yeah. And so they got, like, this spot we went to when we first got there. And I just got off the flight, and we went. And it was, like, the river walk or whatever. But they have, like, this little spot, and it has, like, all these, like, different, like, breweries and, mm. and like, food spots. And uh, this one food, I forgot the name of the joint, but they have these things. And they're called Salty Papas. The fuck? But they're fucking good. I, my sister said that there's some other spot that, were, that they had better ones. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get to try those. But the ones that I had, they were actually pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. And then I got, like, this Cuban sandwich. That shit, man. That's all I did when I was there was eat. Yeah. And then <laughs> I told you this story earlier. I was doing some shit, and, like, I jumped, and I felt my stomach jiggle. <laughs> so as soon as I got back uh, the next day, I just hit the gym hard, and I've been hitting it since. So I'm like, my whole body is just fucking, like, this guy yeah i was like damn once i felt my stomach jiggle i was like nigga that's it Mm-mm. welcome to the party nigga mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yo, so i was trying to do abs today 
and like I was hitting it and like just like halfway through my my ab workout I just got this huge cramp mm. and that's like I don't know why but when I like I can get a cramp in my like my calf or like my leg and be just like oh like got a cramp but when you get a cramp in your stomach it hurts like a bitch you I like, you feel like you're dying like if you really work out your core for like the first time in forever you get a cramp where you like I, I showed you like you got to stand up and like but straighten see, your body out <laughs> and I felt stupid because that's what I was trying to do like at first I like lay flat on the mat and I was just like all right let me see if this goes away but you can still feel it like tight yeah and I was like damn and I was like all right let me try to stand up man I tried to stand up and I was like hunched over <laughs> I was like yeah this is not working so I don't know what the remedy is for that I well, guess straighten I gotta, your back I gotta drink more water straighten your back drink some pickle juice Oh shit, that's right. It's supposed to help out with like cramps. Yeah. Damn. That and bananas. Bananas. Potassium, as yeah. they like to say. Yeah, but that shit. I was like, and right after that happened, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to work out anything. <laughs> I'm done. I mean, I hit it pretty hard like before yeah. I did because I usually do like abs at last. Mm. And yeah. So. This guy. Well, now that you're all caught up. <laughs> good to know you're back welcome back and thank, uh thank i made it back i made it we get too much further in here you know what to do my guy it is your week for the bevy of the show it is my week my selection so i was just browsing different beverages and this one popped up and the bottle design was interesting and the name is interesting so i picked up the Monkey Shoulder uh, Blended Malt Scotch Whiskey. A little bit of scotch. So I don't know exactly where this one's from, but the bottle just looked interesting to me. So, Is this our first scotch? Yeah. I think it is. I think, I think it is. I think it is. I like how it has the, the, the stuff on the back because I know like a few of them don't. It looks like. The like the markings on it. You remember that movie in the nineties, Twelve Monkeys? I don't. With like Bruce Willis, like Brad Pitt's in it. It's like a doomsday movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the plot too much, but I know it has something to do with time travel and shit. But he's trying to prevent like the end of the world. And uh I don't know. The symbols on that remind me of the movie. Like Twelve Yeah. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Damn. So but I'm I'm happy. I'm uh, I'm oh, excited to try it. Right here it says distilled, matured, and bottled in Scotland. Mm, Scotland. It's a scotch so from this Scotland. Is Scotland. That was horrible. Um, terrible Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. So they say this is one to like mix. So what we're gonna make with these are some. I think it's called like a lazy old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And you see, um, we got the simple and we got the bitters, the orange bitters. That's generally what you do putting a. Orange, uh, you'd sell you you'd sub the bitters for actual orange shaved orange peel. Yeah, and you the thing is you run it around like the ring the lip of the the cup and then See, twist it and drop it in. I'm so. not a, a craft bartender, so I don't well you get you getting there, buddy. We're, we're getting there. You're we're getting we're there. slowly making our you're, way. You're more than just shots of Jameson all night. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm evolving. Um, <laughs> we need to have like an actual bartender come on the show. One of these days, maybe when we move into the the new spot, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. I got to tell you about that. Well, um, so for the taste on this, it says it's mellow vanilla with spicy hints. So that's neat. Um, the nose is zesty orange, vanilla, honey, and spiced oak. Oak. So yeah, so we're gonna give this a shot. Um, the reason why they call it Monkey Shoulder is because 
I guess the way they used to like make it back in the day, like the process. They used to cut off a monkey's shoulder? Nah. No. Oh. If they did, I probably wouldn't have bought this. <laughs> um, malted barley was turned by hand. So the maltmen, they would use shovels. And after some time, the they would have a strain injury in their shoulder. And so it kind of drooped down like monkey's arms. Huh. And so, I mean, that's not how it is nowadays because, hey, technology. But, uh, yeah, so they just decided to stick to their, their whiskey heritage. And He's got monkey shoulder. Yeah. He's got shoulders like a monkey. <laughs> wow. That's In my I, best Scottish accent. So, I just, I don't know. There's, there's just like a, a hint of racism with the name and, oh, okay. and the Scottish See, people I, talking about it. You know, I'm, just, the way, I'm thinking about it now and I'm just like, hmm. I, you know, I hate to say this, but every time I hear the word monkey, I just kind of. Me too. Put it alongside with some like real racist shit. Me too. And, and it might not even be pertaining to me, but just always down. I feel like some type of slight. Like fuck, you trying to say? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, yeah. And I was just yeah, I was thinking about that in the back of my mind. I was like, man, this is sound kind of racist. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Marky Shoulder. It's probably a great scotch. We can't wait to try it. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> Made by niggas. <laughs> Scottish niggas. Oh, what was that? Uh, Charlie's Angels with Bernie Mac was the. Uh, he's acting like he was a black Scottish dude. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm black Irish. Or whatever. I don't <laughs> black know. Irish. Is this a cork? Ooh, baby. I thought it was the little screw top, no, but this sir, is definitely. I can, I can see the cork, cork through the plastic. Top. Yo, you, you, you peeled the seal. I, I smelt a little bit of it. That's Word. crazy. That's crazy. Oh, look. This, yo, that's oh, tight. It's got it. It's got it like got carved the into the top, the I, symbol. You know, I'm gonna start rating bottle designs, and I like this one a lot. Yeah, this is really what drew me towards this was just the bottle design. Honestly, I'm, I'm starting to lean more towards that with the cognac last time. Like, if I see a fly bottle, I'm just like, eh, fuck it, like, you know. Yeah, let me cap that. He's like, Man, oh, y'all like these? Cool. That, I'm gonna get this one. That's the only reason I bought Nouveau back in the day. Yeah, but I mean, then rappers are talking about it. But yeah, whatever. That too. But yeah, so. Let's get this little uh, ASMR popping. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Ooh, mm. that was good. That was good. I like that. We should do a compilation of all of our. That should be one of the videos. Like, I, I feel like once we get like 20 or 30 videos in, it was just like. You like? I, I like. I like the news of it. It's quite delightful, actually. Get a little bit. That's what I smell when you peel the sill. Damn. So this shit is potent. So we're going to pour it up a little bit if you're drinking with us and it's in the evening. Then, you know, go ahead and pour up a little something. Or if you got your morning coffee or if you, you know, drink in the morning like a psychopath, then do your thing. A little scotch in the evening. Oh, I can hear that in the headphones. It sounds delightful. That's the, the word of the show today. Delightful. All right, well, cheersies. I'm going to get a taste of this before we make clink, these clink. little lazy old fashions. It's sweet. Yeah. Did, did you say sweetness? Mm -hmm. Like the first sip of it, it was like, damn, that's sweet. It does have that bite. But it's, yeah, sweet. All right, I get it now. Now now I know how motherfuckers in movies be acting like, like scotch is like. You can just pour a glass like this and, and shit. Like, and I get just, it now. Just, just sip on it. I know we're mixing it, but this is a sippable 
This is sippable bevy. See, and that's weird because, like, in the description and all on like the website, it was like, yeah, this is like a, a, the perfect mixing yeah. whiskey. So, I mean, I guess it's good for both. But yeah, um, I I completely drew a, a fucking blank. Get it back. Do you ever bring do it, that? Bring it back do all the do time, it? all the time. I saw this meme that was like uh, me getting on Google. And then it was like, then me five seconds later forgetting what I'm going to search. That happens all the time. Like, I'll be like, man, I, what is that thing? And I'll get on Google. I'll pull up the app and I'm like hitting the search bar, getting ready to search. And I'm just like, what the fuck was I going to look up again? You know when that usually happens to me is when I'm watching something exactly. and I, I want to look it up. Yeah. And then like I get on my phone, but then something happens in the movie. Yeah. So I go back to it and I'm like, oh. And then I like I have my phone open. And I'm like, what the fuck was I looking for? Yeah, what? What yeah. happened? <laughs> All the time in, in like movies and shit. But um what I was gonna bring up as we're recording this today, today is four twenty. Oh it is. Which means only one thing and one thing only. Ten days till my birthday, actually. <laughs> That's what it should signify. But no 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 no. Um a long, long time ago, in a place not too far away, your boy was an avid card-carrying stoner. And this day actually used to mean a lot to me. I mean, I wouldn't take it off or nothing, but I'd, I'd, I'd blaze a sack or two. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the stickiest of the icky was being smoked all day long. I, I remember vividly some days. Sometimes I, I think I woke up and smoked before work and then smoked on lunch. And then after I got done with work, I smoked some more, smoked all through the night until I just passed out and shit. Smoking all yeah. the time. It's ridiculous. Smoking. But um, no, I just wanted to signify that because I know there's probably some, some of our viewers out there that do smoke. But you got any 420 memories? Did you ever celebrate it or, in, 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 or not even celebrate it, but just indulge in it? I don't know. Like For that. me, like, I figured like, if you're really a pothead and you just smoke, then like 420 is just another day. Right, yeah. But I like all the cool shit that like comes with Fort. So like here in Texas, like we have the the Marley Fest. Yeah. Which I mean, we can't have that now because thanks COVID. But um, yeah. So it's just like stuff like that. Like it's cool to see you know different events and stuff like that. But I mean, I was never. I used to smoke back in the day. But now it's just like, mm, nah, it's not my my thing. I'm more of a, a drinker. Dash, dash. I think I did that right. We are prepping drinks right now. I'm making this lazy old fashioned, and it's probably gonna be horrible. But I mean, whatever. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know. 420 is not really like a a, a big thing for me. I, but see, I know some people that get like super geeked about it, and like, oh my god, yeah, 420. Oh, shit. Like I never got geeked about it. It was just like, oh yeah, I gotta buy, I gotta buy like larger quantity than what I normally get. Because I'm planning to smoke all night long. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the way I always did it. I was never someone who like posted or been like, oh, happy 420. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Any of that shit. That wasn't my that wasn't my style because like I was an incognito smoker, even though if you were around me back then, you knew that I smoked oh, a yeah. lot. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, I don't know. Now every time I think last year, I didn't I don't think anybody was thinking about it last year because what type of year it was. Um yeah, everybody was like, I ain't sharing blood with you. Twenty nineteen though. My bad. I remember I did it because to celebrate me get, getting like accepted for like three internships, and not to mention I already t I told the story before. Every year I come out of I come out of retirement around my birthday. Mm. I tend to either do it right on my birthday for like a week or two, 
or I'll do it like the week prior and then end after my birthday or something like that. Yeah. And so like in 2019, like I had to end because I, I had piss tests coming up. But I enjoyed myself, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, like I've never, it's like I said, I've never been the person who has to post something about like, yo, 420, yo, yeah. some shit like that. It's I, just like, yeah. Like it's whatever for me. I'm not really, I'm not really a smoker. But I mean, to everybody that's out there celebrating 420 or has celebrated 420, you know, happy 420. Hey, do what you got to do. So, man, so what, what are we getting into this episode? I man. mean, we're we're back. We missed the week. What's What's been on your mind lately? Well, first and foremost, we, we, we got to be doing our due diligence. So um, congratulations to the family of George Floyd mm-hmm. um, for getting some monicum of justice today. With the conviction of, uh, I mean, with the guilty, uh, being found guilty on Derek Chauvin on all three counts, that is amazing. Um, also, I want to bring it up. We got to quit doing, I got to quit. I hope every podcast from now on, we don't have to keep announcing someone's death, but RIP to Black Rob. Black Rob. He passed away. I actually had a moment where I was like looking at old videos. Man, yo, that, the uh, G-Dep. Um, the special delivery shit. Not spe- special delivery is fire, but what's the other one? Ah, fuck. Damn, it's been a minute, bro. Were the kids of Harlem shaking and shit, and they're wearing the Spurs jerseys? Mm. It wasn't special delivery. Ah. Make this money. Take, take this, this money. money. Ain't okay. no way you, you can, can take, take it from. Yo. Yo, oh my god, that video is fucking heat rocks, bro. Damn. The the song is still fire. That's one of Diddy's best verse, honestly. I remember, uh, of course, like yeah, whoa, yeah. And I was I was on it because of that. But then like around, I think it was like, oh seven, he had that joint. I think it was called Ready. Mm-hmm. And it was like them kids on it. It's like he's black, right? Uh, yeah, I remember the uh, he had that song and like uh, like right before that came out with Akon, and he was like, "I got knocked for moving rocks all day, circuit blocks in a different drop all day." So it was this crazy ass. It was like a real chill song and shit, but I fucked with it. I don't that think was I remember like the that last one. I heard of him. Damn, you know. But you know, R.I.P. Black Rob. Man, it's crazy, like, how quick people are just, I mean, but you think about it, too, like, it's a lot of older, I don't know, people just going through shit, man. But it's like, my man's is like, he's only, like, 50, bro. That's the wild thing. That's crazy. It's like, a lot of people aren't making it past 50. And it's like, you think with money and shit, that all solves it. It's crazy. You get, they get out of the, the unfortunate circumstances that they're born into, they they make money, they they better their lives and stuff, but there's still a statistic because they fall into the lines of maybe not taking care of their health yeah. or focusing on things like that. Um and so it's like that's why DJ, you really need to get a <laughs> you really need to get a doctor's appointment, my guy. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, but no. Nah, no, nah, I really do. Real shit. Like I really we, do. We as black men, we gotta really do that. We can't be statistics out there, especially if man, if you're at the peak of your powers and shit and you're just taken out by some some bullshit that you just never looked into because you just were like, I'm not dying yet, I'm not in the hospital. Yeah, then it's that's, just that mind state yeah. of being like, Oh, like I don't physically see anything wrong. Exactly. So I'm good. And I mean it just the same with like my grandpa, man, like before he passed he had prostate cancer for a minute 
like since after my great grandma passed away mm-hmm. and didn't tell nobody. And the only reason we found out is because like he disappeared for a few days. I was like, what the heck's going on? And then uh, my uncle in South Dakota, his brother, um, they went to his apartment. And he just he couldn't get out of bed. Damn. He just like lost a shit ton of weight. So we moved him down here um, to do treatments at MD Anderson. Health got back up and like he was doing his thing. But his thing was he was just like, all right, if it's my time to go, like it's my time to go type thing. Because he just he don't want nobody else to like take care of him. Yeah. And so I think that's just like a lot of the the issues with like dudes is like we're supposed to be tough. Yeah. Like the tough, you know, whatever. So but I mean, shit, like get your checkups. Always. And I mean, you, you know, you recently yeah, I, got one. I go, so. I go back on Thursday to get a follow up on it and everything. Oh, shit. Also, um, not not well, not switching the subject too far. But also, since you've been gone, I have gotten my first dose of the vaccine. Nice. Um, it was it hurt the shit out of my arm. It, it felt like somebody punched the shit out of my arm. Just oh my like, God. yeah, like real shit. I couldn't lay on my arm and shit, but the only like real side effects I got were like the the arm hurting and going numb. And then the second day, like 24 hours probably after I got the shot precisely, mm-hmm. I started to feel like 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 I was really warm. It, you felt I felt like I was getting a fever, but I knew I wasn't. Yeah. So it was like I was really warm and I kind of got chills and I got a headache, so they let me leave work early. But other than that, like, I just went home, took, like, two Tylenol, took, like, a nap for, like, two or three hours, and I was good. Kind of shut up. And uh, my girl got the shot that same day, and, like, same thing, same, similar things. Like, her arm didn't hurt at first. Her arm didn't hurt till the next day. But um, hers was, like, just like that. Like, she hit, like, a wall and was like, I'm tired. <laughs> like, she was, like, super fatigued. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Like, we were getting ready to go out and see you on Bur- at Burleson. Yeah. And then, like, as we're getting, as she's getting ready, like, she literally puts on her fucking makeup and, like, she sits down to finish dinner and she's like, I'm tired. I don't want to go out no more. And I was like, damn, really? So that was her. Like, it was just super fatigued the whole, all Sunday and everything. Yeah. I I know a couple of people that got that Johnson and Johnson right before they put a pause on that shit. So that's the crazy thing. So originally, my girl signed up for Johnson & Johnson. Ugh. And then like the week she was supposed to get it, that's when all the shit started breaking about the blood clots mm-hmm. and shit. So she just didn't go to her appointment. Yeah. And then she lucked up and got it this time because she was literally just walking through the through HEB. Yeah, I seen that post. Yeah. And like the lady in the pharmacy was like, hey, do you want a shot? And she was just like, um, yeah, I'll sign up for one. She's like, no, we got extra vaccines. You can get a shot right now. So she was like, all right, cool. That shit would have been real sketchy about <laughs> That's that. That's wild. It was like, hey, man, we got these shots. What's it's, the cost? It's just a nigga in a fucking uh, trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Got the vaccine, hey, my nigga. got this COVID vaccine. I, I got Moderna. I got Moderna right here. <laughs> we ain't got that Johnson & Johnson, but. <laughs> no, no, I changed. Hey, nah, that shit has stepped on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I got that Pfizer, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't got it yet. I'm. I've been saying I'm gonna get it, you know, in due time. I'm not. We we we've talked about it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not pressed for getting and it. I wasn't trying to make the podcast about it. I'm just filling you in on what's going on. So I'm one shot deep. But maybe I'll catch up. Yeah. One of these days. Whenever. Yeah. But yeah, most important thing is like, like just be mindful of your health and and just take care of yourself. Protect a, yourself. A lot of people don't do that. I mean, I haven't gotten a checkup and shit like since i had to get i mean i've gotten like physicals and stuff and they're like oh you're good like my like everything else is good my eyesight's good but 
I haven't really gone to like check, you know, it was other shit. for me. It was since high school because in football, oh, yeah. when I played football, we had to get a physical before every season. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the last time. And then I think I went like right after and that was it. And so like it was facing that fear and telling the doctor because he was just like, well, what's this? When was the last time you've been checked for this? And I was like, look, yo, like I got to be real with you. Like I just stopped. I haven't been to the doctor since like I was 18. You know, though, you know? like I, I've heard other people talk about this and it's like a common thing. Yeah. It's like a lot of people think that like everybody goes to like the doctor and shit all the time. But it's like it's common for like people to not go for years. Yeah. And they're scared to go because they're just like they yeah. don't. A lot of people just don't want to find out bad news. Exactly. So. And that's honestly, that's what makes us statistics eventually. Yeah. Because we avoid the bad news and think that it's nothing serious. And then all of a sudden it turns out to be something serious. One thing I can like think about or like not really an example, but just like a is like the whole Chadwick Boseman thing is because and then like people are starting to check for like colon cancer like earlier now. Yeah. Like, they're saying, like, it's better to, like, start checking early. So, like, that, prostate cancer, and like, just, you know, get your checkups. Please. I'll, I'll, I'll get one soon. I'll let y'all know how it goes. Hopefully, I'm pretty healthy. Yeah. Besides uh, <laughs> all this <laughs> all this sauciness. But, yeah. But Doctor's, I, like, looking at your x-ray. He's like, sir, it looks like you got an abundance of saucy. What's going on there? What is all this? <laughs> <laughs> You're just full of Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How uh, is this possible? We, we, t- <laughs> we took a sample of your blood, <laughs> and it, I almost got drunk off of it. <laughs> your blood type is Jameson. <laughs> that's wild. Uh, See, that's what I get for being part. Never guy, mind. I can't. This guy. <laughs> yeah. But that that ends the public service announcement, people. Please just get checked up. Yeah. Uh, do it for your family. Do it for your loved ones. Um. Um, yeah, bro. So, so I did some research, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how we were talking last week about the, the, uh, not last week, but the week before the M word. Yeah. It's okay. It, apparently it's bad to say that word. So I'm not going to say it. I'm going to try to get, take it out of my vocabulary. Please do. But I just to me, dwarf or little person sounds equally as fucked up. I know. I'm just they're they're a person. That's it. Just they're human beings. They're just a person. That's it. They're not little people. They're not dwarfs. It's just hey, that's another human. Hey, so how how you doing? Sorry for anybody <laughs> of your height, stature. Th- stature. I, I apologize if there I f- if I offended. There we go. So. Clear the we clear the air up. Clear the air. I don't want to be that dick. This is like, oh, he fucking called us this, and <laughs> yeah. So I will never. I, but I'll never say like dwarf or like little person to a person that's not as tall as me, <laughs> unless it's Carl. Fuck Carl. <laughs> Carl, you a bitch. <laughs> Yo, we see you. What's on site, Carl? Oh man. So I know you had mentioned uh, that you wanted to to discuss some things. Yeah. So. Let's 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 get a little serious, guys. Um, so now nah, I was just shooting the shit with my girl the other day. No, hold on. What? We really got to get serious on this. Okay. This is a very serious fucking topic. Okay. So. So I was having this conversation with my significant other. Mm-hmm. I was talking about because she works with her her good her good friend her good friend 
is basically her boss. I don't want to get too much information into it. <laughs> but she was telling me about like how she had like a, a disagreement with something that happened at work. And I had to think, and I was like, just in the middle of the conversation, I, I just asked her, I was like, hey, are, can you separate what happens at work from the personal friendship? And she was immediately was just like, yeah, I can do it. Like, we'll have disagreements about work stuff. Mm-hmm. And then immediately I'm like hanging out with her that night, not even thinking about it. Yeah. And we could put that aside. And I just started thinking about that. I was like, how many people can actually do that? How many people can actually separate the professionalism from the personal per- personal uh, life or the personal, the person the, that really they really are? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I know even you, like you said, like uh, you've worked with people who like professionally not that not that good especially when it comes to like handling finances or something like that yeah. but like personally they're a great person you know what i'm saying and like i was thinking about that like real thoroughly just like man is there anybody in my life where i would like ever like i maybe i couldn't separate the professional and personal or anything that happened at work i'd immediately just hold it and be like no nah, you're a fucking dick outside of work you know um mm. i don't think i've ever had that issue I I feel I feel like honestly it's more of like a a female thing. And not all females. Mm-hmm. But it just like cuz you know how like when they like get home after work or whatever they they talk about their coworkers and shit. But then like whenever they have functions like they all like buddy buddy with them. I don't know. I never really had issues with separating like professional shit with personal shit and that too it's like i don't really hang out with a lot of people that i work with mm-hmm. i mean they're cool but like i, I don't well, know Well, it depends on what job yeah because the dj shit in like service industry that's a little bit different exactly so mm, i don't know i don't know i feel like in customer service you use so much of your your personalities use so much to be successful in it mm-hmm. or like service industry that I guess like maybe the lines kind of blurred professionally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it's like, I've never met a bartender who was like, who was like, um, I can't like that guy sucks at work. And then outside of work, they're like, yeah, let's still hang out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's just like they're like unprofessional at work, like because it seems like it carries to tenfold on both sides in the service industry, like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just that's like you you know like how they're working and shit like that. Is it's like if someone's not doing a good job at a service in a, in a bar or some shit like that, and then the rest of the staff is just like, yo, get them the fuck out of here. Yeah, and they, it's kind of like they on a chopping block. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, like, it's it's, it's kind of cutthroat. Yeah. So whereas like working a regular. I'm not gonna say like service industry shit and regular because that's pretty regular. No. But just working like a a job where you there's like a a hiring process and applications and doing all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see. I don't know that side of the service industry just yeah. because I'm on the DJ shit. Like people exactly. reach out to me to come, you know, do whatever. Yeah, so I don't know even how. Still, you're a DJ, so you hang out with other DJs, and yeah. maybe like. You probably wouldn't work a set with another DJ, or, oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, or yeah, something okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. But you know that person personally, great person. Yeah, and they're cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, there's some some dudes that like they they play a certain way, and it's not like my my shit. So I probably wouldn't like rock out with them at a gig, but I would still like chop it up with them on you know some regular shit or mm-hmm. like hang out. Yeah, 
for sure. That's what's up, man. Like, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. I always think about that just every now and then. Because, like, I don't know. I've been in situations, especially in my past, in other jobs or something like that. But back then I was younger. I held grudges and shit like that. But I don't know. Maybe if I would have hung out with somebody outside of work, I probably would have seen, like, another side of them. And be like, you know what? They're okay. Yeah. Or something like that. But a lot of times it was just, like, how you acted at work. I was just like, yeah, if, I don't fuck with this guy. I don't fuck with this person, you know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, it wasn't just like work things. It was like what they did at work affected my livelihood. It affected my income or yeah. something like that. And it's like if, if that's the way it is and that's like it's super cutthroat, it's like stepping on someone's neck. And it's just like, all right, fuck you. I don't want to fuck with you out. Like, Why would you? Why would I want to hang out with you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's some people that are just... Like, for example, this lady today, I wouldn't even, like, working with her, but she worked in a spot that I used to work at because I was a cashier at the shopette. Mm -hmm. And she was at the register, and she was trying to act like she was a lead, but you could tell she wasn't a lead. And she was like, hey, she was telling another cashier, she's like, whenever you leave your register, like, you need to turn, like, your light off because I'm like, it is not that fucking serious. Yeah. You just tell the person it's closed, and they can go to another line. Like, it's not... Like you're not the fucking register light police. Like, People who micromanage are that like, shit the, is the worst, worst type of worst type of managers. That shit is the worst. But but my thing is like if you're not even a manager yeah. and you're trying to like micromanage other people or you're so worried about what other people are doing at their job, it's like, yo, stop worrying about them. Like y'all get paid the same. Yeah. So I'm not gonna sit there. This is how I operate. So at my job, it's like if we have something that we need to do and I'm pulling my weight and I do my part, if you ask me for help, I'll help you out, yeah, but I'm not going to do your shit because yeah. we get paid the same. You, so you do your part, you do your job. Like, that's the point of, like, teamwork and, like, being a team is, yeah. like, you all pull your own weight, and if you need help, ask for help. But don't expect me to step in and just be like, oh, well, he'll handle that. Yeah. And I primarily work with women, so... For me, it's just like, oh, you're the man, so you got to move heavy stuff and you got to, you know, build things and, and do stuff like that, which, you know, I get. But at the same time, too, it's like if I'm doing that, like I would want you to be there to like kind of see me do this. So that way, if I'm not here and you need something to get done, like you can try and do it yourself, but don't just expect me to be the one to like, you know. Yeah, no, no, I feel you on that. Um, One of the the warehouse I worked in in Austin, they used to do that. Um, Like I'd get called on the intercom from the back of the house to the front to like help somebody who's just as strong or, or as tall, as able-bodied as me take their fucking shit to their car. And I, I, it would piss me off all the time because there was like five other people who worked up front who could easily do that, but they always called me. Mm. Or if there was something that needed to go on the top shelf, oh, call Mike. He, he can throw it up there. Yeah. And I just started thinking they were taking advantage of me after a while. I was like, look, like, I'm in the I'm in the middle of doing something else. Don't fucking make me stop what I'm doing to do something you know you could fucking do if you just try. That That's my main thing. Like, yeah. It's like if you think you can do it yourself, then do it yourself. Yeah. But I hate when people ask me, oh, well, how? Like, I'm like, just, yo, like, do you got hired to do the same shit that I did? Exactly. Like, you know the same materials and shit that I do. Like, figure it out. But just some people, man, like, so those are probably people, I, like, if I've seen them out in public, like, 
off the job, I just like, I would say, hey, I'd be cordial, but I don't think I'd like kick it with y'all because I know how y'all work. And it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a, what's that called? It's a, a tough decision to cut. Cause I mean, probably outside yeah. of work, like they're probably really fucking cool. I bet. But it's just at work. It's just like, cause some people don't have the same work ethic. Exactly. That's exactly there what you put it. Cause there's people that I'm affiliated with that they don't, you know, do, they're not bad people, but they just like they're fucking lazy. Yeah, and I'm just like, damn, like I couldn't imagine like working with you on something important because you would just get on my fucking nerves. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I guess the moral of the story is, hey, um, go out for a drink with your coworkers and just get to know them eventually. I guess. Yeah, you know, see how they are, and I mean, if you never want to kick it with them outside of that, then then cool, like no harm no foul. Yeah, but like that's how it is. Cause I know in my I know in my personal life, personal professional life, I've hung out with people that I worked with, and at work I was just like, no fucking way, me and this person get along. And then we have drinks together, and it's like, damn, you're actually a pretty cool person. Yeah. And it's like, I don't mind kicking it with you again. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit can happen. So you never know. But yeah, that's I want to get into that. Um, also, did a little shopping this weekend. You know, went to a went to a grocery store. Went to all these places. So I got this thing. I got this pet peeve, you can call it, my guy. Um, oh, are we talking about pet peeves? Uh, I guess you could say it's a pet peeve. Or it's just, I don't know, common fucking courtesy. <laughs> I can't stand people who pick something up in a store and then along the line of the shopping, they realize they don't want it. So they just put it back wherever the fuck they want. Like that shit annoys me. And I'm bringing this to the table because I am dating someone who does that. And I'm I'm working on her. I'm working on her real hard to get her to stop doing that. But say, like, uh, we it, it happened, like, a few times in, like, an HEB. She was just like, I don't need this no more. Now, it wasn't like she took something from the cold section and set it in, like, the chip aisle or nothing. Nothing that egregious. Okay. That's, ca- that's cause for me to, like, yeah, well, this like, isn't what? Like, this isn't going to fucking work. No, you better take that back But, now. like, yeah, it was, like, something from literally the aisle next to it. And she was like, I don't want this. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I don't need this. And she just sets it on the shelf. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> put it back. He's like, no, I'm not gonna go all the way back there. I was like, oh my god! So I like grabbed it, walked, put it back, then came back. Yeah. And like I started doing that until it was to the point where this weekend, where we had a we had a, a issue like that. Well, I won't even call it an issue, but I had got cheese from the front that was like cubed, and then we were in the back in another section that had more cheese. And she was like, well, I don't want my cheese no more. That's cubed. She's like, should I go put it back? I mean, I know we're on a time crunch. You don't want to walk it over there. And I like looked around. I was like, look here cheese cheese not that big of a deal yeah we can set that down i can live with that but if we got all the way to the ice cream section and you're like i don't need this just put it nice but yeah then we're gonna have a fucking problem you know what i'm saying but yeah i just wanted to know like how do you feel about that i think it out maybe it's my ocd maybe it's the way i was brought up i can't stand that shit i you know i really can't either and especially like working as long because i used to work at the mall so when you work in retail it's just like people come in and they do whatever the fuck and they just throw shit wherever they want to and you're there to clean it up and then their excuse is well that's their job 
our job isn't to be a fucking nanny yeah. to somebody who can't. And I mean, even if you can't fold the shirt, just like kind of fold it and then put it back in the same pile. I always try my best to fold. At least you, at least you tried. At least you showed some initiative and and, and gave it some effort to try and fold this t-shirt and put it back. Yeah. But most of the time, y'all just like y'all will pile. Th- it's just fucking ridiculous. I'm just like yo, like y'all don't fold clothes at home. Like y'all just, I wonder what the fuck your house look like. Yeah. Like shit is crazy. Um. But then just that too, like same thing with like shit, like at the grocery store, like whenever I go grocery shopping, which I fucking hate doing. Yeah, everyone does. Because every time I go grocery shopping, 10 times out of 10, I'm already hungry. So I just randomly buy a bunch of shit that I don't need. And then I'll see somebody walking down the aisle and they'll have like something and they'll just fucking like throw it on the shelf. And I'm just like, man, you can just like take it back. I mean, even take it up to the front and tell them that you don't want it anymore and they'll put it on a little cart where it goes at and the end of the day slide it back to the back my thing is like I always if i have something in my cart i don't need i make it in my mind i make it a note in my mind that okay i'm gonna have to go back that way so maybe there's something else i can pick up on the way over there so the trip is worth it yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like as i'm moving over there i'll be like oh i needed this anyways and now i'll put this back you know what i'm saying but i don't know i was always taught to put shit back where it goes yeah like put it back where it goes i just like and i'll go shopping like my ex she used to do that like she like we go somewhere and like she would see something. She's like, "Oh, I like that," and then like, "Oh, well, I don't need it," and then put it back, like just wherever the fuck she wanted yeah. to, or just like when you go shopping at a clothing store and you have like a shirt and it's like, "All right, like, nah, I think I changed my mind," and like put it on a whole nother rack with a bunch of different. T- I mean, yeah, I think that's the thing that bugs me is because I work retail exactly, so I'm like sitting there like grabbing the shit after she puts it up and like putting it back where it goes yeah, and well, then it goes tenfold like it works that way too because even in retail it happens too with my with my my significant other also and like i've seen her do it there where like we'll be at the checkout line and she'll be like i don't want this no more and she'll just try and reach and put it on the fucking the closest rack there and i'm like what the f- oh my god like just, i guess it's, it's right it's a there few steps. it's literally right there like what is your problem and i'll like go walk it and put it back and just be like oh God, like, you know though i can't really like pin that on just i think i think it's just a female thing honestly i don't know i man. hate to say that i don't know because my my mom when and sisters I don't do, do that yeah. i just my thing is like working in retail as long as i did like you would see that mostly on the women's side that's why i always hated at the end of the night like recovering the women's side is because we'd have to go through and like refold everything and i'm just like yo what the fuck like y'all couldn't put this shit like they'll literally like have a shirt on a rack next to a table that has like pants and shit on it mm-hmm. and they'll just lay it right on top of the pants yeah and i'm like yo the, the rack is within arm's length Fuck away yeah. from you and you couldn't you you could even put it on the fucking front of the rack i don't care you ain't got to put it back in the middle but they didn't even try like i'm the type of person if like if the hang you know like the hanger that got like the the clamps on it and mm-hmm. it holds shits up i'm like the type of person where if i knock that down and it falls like i'll fucking grab I'll pick it pick it up try and dust it off as much as I can and try and clamp it back up and try and fit it in there so that it at least looks fucking organized. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the person who just like says like, oh, fuck it, leaves it there or they're like pick it up and sling it over the fucking rack and it's like, well, it's there. Yeah. Like I can't, st- I don't know. Maybe that's my OCD. I don't know. My parents, my family just taught me to always put shit back where it goes when you're in a store because you haven't purchased it yet. I wonder how many people do that. Like they just, I mean, I know just from working where I worked, like that people just throw shit everywhere. But yeah. I wonder how many people, like how many viewers that we have that are know. just like we're probably losing some viewers. And they're listeners. probably like, man, what y'all don't do? Man, y'all fuck don't y'all. do that. Oh, 
I'm done with the saucy boys. Y'all, y'all aren't lazy? <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. It's just, I don't know. To me, it seems disrespectful. And the funny thing is, I don't have anyone in my family who's ever worked retail. But I just, I never even thought about it as a part of, like, the job part of retail, mm-hmm. making their job harder. I just thought of it as, no, you don't put shit where it doesn't belong. I, I don't think people understand, like, when people that are working in the mall, like, when they close, they still have to stay yeah. there. An hour or so after they get done cleaning up the shit that y'all messed up. So if y'all just like didn't, if y'all don't even put it back how it's supposed to go back, if y'all at least like show some effort and try, mm-hmm. then that helps us get out easy, like earlier. We don't have to sit there and like recover all the shelves. And because it has to be pretty much done before the opening person comes in. Yeah. Because the opening person is not going to have time to go through and recover all the shelves. And then do like the start of day shit. You know what I'm saying? So like we got to go through and sweep floors and like dust shit. And it's just like a whole process. And then people just come in and they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't fucking work here. So you work here. That's your job. Like that's what you're supposed to do. I remember vividly going to a store and uh, I was shopping for some joggers similar to the ones I'm wearing right now. Um, and I remember watching the lady like fold up the joggers have them in the nice little pile and shit Mm -hmm. and then like this one woman comes by with like her two kids and she was like you like these you want these here put these on here you want these right here you here take these you don't want them no more okay whatever and just threw them back on the stack and i just remember watching the lady who wore who just got done just just got done she like looks at me and she's like oh fucking god like that and as they just walked off that shit happens so much like we'll have polos folded on the front Mm -hmm. and that was like the thing that we would sell the most yeah so they would go and of course san antonio i mean you got a few bigger people here yeah so all the extra larges and large sizes are on the bottom so they would pick the whole stack up and they would just like throw it see i'm a bigger gentleman and i go for the x's and the two x's Mm -hmm. but i have my technique i just put my hands lift is that a two cool Slide my shit out, drop the stack, no mess. So the easiest way to do that is you just put your whole hand under the joint, mm-hmm. lift it up, grab the size you need, pop it back see, down. I, I do it like it's like I'm going through like a Rolodex. Like I'm just like. But see, even if you do that, like when you're pulling it through the back because you're looking at tags, it pushes them forward. No, no. I like So if like they're all stacked up and shit, I like take my hand. Huh, nothing. Huh, nothing. Huh. Oh, there's my. That's how I get my. Trust me, the stacks stay intact. Okay, next time right? we go to a store, I'm going to watch you. The stacks stay intact, baby. I'm going to watch that <laughs> next time we go I to a store. You, and I'm gonna I promise you, I have never intentionally n- demolished a stack. Yeah. Never. I mean, I guess it's not like, you know, that bad if you do it that way. But I just from like working and doing that shit constantly, like you get used to it. You have like a yeah. system that you do. So especially with like jeans and shit, because so many people just like, and then fucking like stretch it out and then nope that's not my size don't need it nope that's not my size and then your whole fucking front table is demolished yeah and you're just like yo so i'm gonna be here another fucking 40 minutes after i get off hold on a sec i gotta step out for a second oh so we're gonna take a, a brief intermission so while he is stepping out i'm going to make me another lazy old-fashioned see this is what happens when your co-host Wants to go and get sushi. 
So I'm just going to be here by myself. You know how hard it is to do a show by yourself? If you want to fast forward this portion, you can. Hey, you didn't have to walk around. You could have just walked off camera. But it's all good. So as I sit here and entertain y'all for a second. If y'all want to, too, y'all can grab a drink and take a sip with me. As I'm all lonely over here by myself. Sad. And he's coming back. But he's going around. You going to the back? Oh, okay. So cheers to all our viewers out there. Um, Real quick. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. Um, You know, like us on Spotify. Check out the SoundCloud. Yo, this bitters is tricky. Okay. It would be really nice if Mike was here right now. Because this talking to yourself shit is not fun. Oh shit, that's too much. You might have to fast forward this. Hey! If he brings that food back in here, he's got to share it. I'm mixing my drink right now. I had to do it with these small straws because we didn't have the little stir, so. Hmm. Yo, shout out to anybody that does a podcast by themselves. Because. And he's back. Thank you, Jesus. That was the fucking worst. Now, you might as well bring that shit over here. We about to pop it open right now. <laughs> Get our sushi on real quick. Don't be fucking putting my business out there, bro. <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to, like, think of, like, anything I could say. I can't wait to see it, to see this filler time that I left him with. This Man, is going to be hilarious. This is just, like, awkward moments. <laughs> Very awkward, fucking. Awkward chaku. Yeah. <laughs> You uh, have to make a whole nother segment just called Awkward Chaku. Did you at least transition the topic or what? No, not at all. <laughs> the fuck, I was man? just sitting here talking about making a drink and, <laughs> and and just, you know, struggling, trying not to have dead silence. But I failed. But this guy. If we can at cut first it you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Good quote by Aaliyah. Yeah. But so yeah. now nah, we're not cutting that. That's staying in. So <laughs> if y'all want to get past that shit. Fast forward to about around like 50-something, about 50-something minutes. 50-something? We have 50-something yeah. already? All right, well, we have 50-something, then I guess we can get into that music corner then. Oh, we're getting into music corner. Yes, sir. Okay. So, this week for music corner, what I wanted to get into was when I went to the gym on Saturday. Oh, did you catch it? Yeah. See, that's for the video people, if y'all watching the video. Watch on YouTube. Y'all get to see him fumble and good laugh at him because he fucking left me here <laughs> to, go, <laughs> to go get sushi. I didn't get sushi and get some kisses, man. Fuck you. Okay. So, um, now I was at the gym and I forgot I had the Finally Famous Volume 3 Ooh. on my phone. 
and that shit dropped at such a good time in my life so i just like every song while i was in the gym working out i was just reminiscing and then uh the one that got me hype was that fuck my opponent Big, we're talking about Big Sean, by the Big way. Big Sean. Big Sean, finally famous. Boy. Volume three. So the reason why I wanted to touch on this, too, is because my very first time performing on stage was when they brought Big Sean down here to do Club Duo. Mm-hmm. And I was back in, like, 2010. Yeah. I was going to say, are you going to tell these people that you, you got, uh, yeah. you know Big Sean? It was uh, it was uh, Mickey Fax and Big Sean. And Mickey Fax, during his set... He was like, oh, are there any rappers here in San Antonio? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah. Like, so I, like, all my friends that I was with at the time, was like Baker and all them. Mm-hmm. Baker, Sohel, Sadiq, they was fucking hyping me. Yo, we got to do it right here, right here, right here, right here. So they was like, all right, like, come on stage. I was like, fuck. So they pulled me on stage, and he's like, Mickey Fax is like, all right, kick that beat. <laughs> so this niggas threw a beat on bro my heart was pounding so fast because i never performed before i've done songs and shit but like i never performed at that point like i've never been on stage and there was so many fucking people at the, there was at least like a thousand people like no bullshit because it was an 18 and it was a lot of fucking people to me it felt like a thousand it might have been like 200 but whatever <laughs> it was i just know dual balls dual dual bar was small no as shit. because it was outside oh. they set up a stage outside okay, okay, okay. and then they had like the parking lot so it was like in the parking lot so thousand people <laughs> my first show thousand people baby this nigga man about default <laughs> i swear <laughs> yo so like they put me on stage and i'm just like damn of course nobody else did a freestyle so I didn't do a freestyle. <laughs> I mean, I did a freestyle. Written shit. But it was, uh, I took a note from Kanye's book, and I did uh, the verse from Bad Motherfuckers. And I was the first one to hit it, right? And the two others after me, they just kind of like died out in silence. But everybody, yo, surprisingly, everybody was fucking like cheering me on. Yeah. And it just got me like, man, if you ever look on like YouTube or some shit, you could probably find a video. And people was just like, like wilding out it was dope it was dope but that was my first time on stage and that's why like when i because at the end of the show we got to meet big sean and so i gave him my mixtape and then he gave me his sorry for the wait yeah and then he gave me his finally famous uh the mixtape and shit and we was just like we took a picture together so it's me him and baker but man that's man it's crazy because like yeah back then that was like the uh the fucking the the boards the message board rapper mm-hmm. and so you you know you hear about all these rappers on the message boards and shit like that and like I, they seem like i don't know maybe it's a generational thing because they're our age and all that mm-hmm. they seem so much more personable at that time than like a lot of the new rappers coming out now like we we've got the stories of like schoolboy q and kendrick before they blew up and and Big Sean and all that shit. Yeah. And it's just so crazy how, like, yeah, these niggas just came to San Antonio one night. And it's just, like, you seen them. And then that was also the year that he blows up at South By. Because yep. that typically was how it worked. Yeah. Like, they, they'd show up here, and then they'd end up at South By, and then they fu- the career just takes off from, mm-hmm. from them and shit like that. And it, it's always great to see that. I was reminiscing thinking about that while you were telling that. I actually didn't go to that show because I was at home caking at the time. Oh, you had <laughs> up with with my ex, and she was mad at me and wouldn't let me go to the show. So I remember being pissed when Damn. all those pictures surfaced of you and Big Sean. I was like, "That's Boy. bullshit! Like, yeah. what the fuck?" 
but yeah it was it was wild man like that was my first time just being on stage so of course i'm like nervous i'm like fumbling over my words and shit and it's funny because like everybody thinks it's like oh like you all you gotta do is just get on stage like that's a lot of fucking pressure yeah and so like after a while like we had the the run with the shows yeah and we were doing shit and we were killing shit man we like we would have good shows and like you you get used to being on stage so like you know how to work a crowd and shit and then like i stopped Mm -hmm. and then when i started djing like i had people that asked me why don't you mc and i'm just like it's it's crazy it is because it works in different ways so Mm -hmm. like when we stopped doing music and i went back to school i had to start doing like public speaking again Mm -hmm. but when it came to like public speaking i always felt like i was in my zone yeah like i felt like no one could fuck with me like anything i never had to rehearse i never had to look over my notes or nothing i could glimpse it real quick get my little bullet points and be like all right i can give a speech how long you want me to talk yeah you know what i'm saying but when it comes to like music and shit and the microphone and music and all that, like same thing. Like if I were to get on stage again, I'd be nervous as shit for some reason. And I don't know why. It's like <laughs> even me calling like last call when I get on mic, I'm like, uh, do I have to? Which I mean, like I got to get used to getting back on the mic and, you know, interacting with people because that's what makes it more of a show. But it's just crazy because like, you know, a lot of DJs, that are up there like i mean some do their own MCing, but then like others like they have somebody else like specifically for that like yeah. you just you're doing the shit i'm playing the music you know what i mean yeah so to do both is kind of it's tricky it's a little tricky it's yeah i've i've offered to be your hype man but you know hey, man, i, I can't i can't be there all the time so that's the one yeah thing. see so I that's need, the thing i need consistency my guy i know my bad sorry <laughs> but yeah so I don't know, like, and I was thinking about it too, cause we've been working on music. So, like, if we did decide to do another show run, like, how would you feel about getting back on stage? I, we'd have to do some practice shows. Yeah. Again. Definitely. Like, I'd have to get it shows. together again. Like, it, it'll probably start like how the last one, the how we first started. Like, I'll probably be looking at rapping, looking at the ground and shit like that. Yeah. At first, but I mean, after a while. Like, you know, you good. Like, I felt like we were in our zone, like, mid-2011, going into 2012, doing the shows and shit like that. Because we were doing consistent shows. That, yeah, because that, that was like when we would just, you'd hit me and be like, yo, there's a show tonight over here. And I'd be like, all right, cool. Slide through. Pop up. My two songs came on. I'd do my verses and shit, be good. And it's just like the shit would be so so fluent. I still say to this day, like, the best thing we did was the, the Rev Room show. Um just i don't know just to me uh because that's we had to sell tickets for it one yeah we drove all that income to there and then like the show itself was dope as fuck too you know i'll say one that's that is if not a close win it's like second best but was fucking dope was the show that we did at blind pig in austin so here's the thing i don't so I don't have a good memory of that. I, yeah, I uh, Mine sucked because I didn't get to perform one. Yeah. It pissed me off. Now, vice versa for you, it was dope as shit because y'all were up there. It was cool being up there and seeing all those people. But to me, that wasn't a good memory because so that was probably it. like a good like four or five hundred people. Yeah. That was a that, that was easily a, easily. That was a big that was a big one. And the only thing that sucked, there was this band on before us. Who aren't bad. They were pretty good. But, but 
I don't know if it was their decision or if it no was one the knows. owner. Somebody said it was. I, I think. I X. think. I think they pointed fingers at each other. Because yeah. I heard that the own. I heard that the the establishment pulled us, and then I heard that the band pulled us to yeah. get back on stage. So, whatever. I mean, it was it was cool, but like we got like midway through the set, and they were like, "Oh, we got to switch because we can't hear you in the back," or like. But everybody was fucking hyped. Yeah, that everyone was up thing. front was everybody vibing. was like was jamming lit. the fuck out. They had a blow up doll. It yeah. was fucking Ugh. passing that bitch around. You remember I just that got shit? like a flash in my mind when this happened, bro. But ah, man, yo, Loki yes. felt like that was like the. It felt like a good start to like some good shit. But then after that, we just kind of like fell off the shows, man. Because mm. yeah, whatever. That's the thing. When we hit that point right there, and man, we don't mean to turn this this music corner into all about us, but I'm just saying, like, when we hit that point right there, we should have been looking to progress more shows in the area that we were at and not take the steps back down. But it's like we hit that, and that was kind of like our ceiling, and then we just started trickling back down eventually to the point where we were just like, all right, we're doing one more song. We're recording it in in your closet it say that, and it's a fire ass song, but yeah. I, it still hurts me to this day that I've never been able to perform that live. It man, so you know what I'm saying? the shitty thing about like our position back then is like we had good shit, and I mean we could still do this shit now. Honestly, I just gotta get my mind right again. Like back then, I had a different mindset when it came to the music. Like I was one, I'm younger, so I don't have too much worries and shit like that. But I was angry back then, mm. and when I'm angry, I write better. Yeah. I know that. I, I know that. I just know it. And you got it's a lot like, of shit to get out. Yeah. And it's like, I'm I'm not, I won't say I'm comfortable now, but like I worked hard to get where I'm at and, I'm not, and I've am and i spent literally the last part of this whole decade trying to not be angry no more because I know that's, it's a bad path to go down. Yeah. So that's my thing. I, I feel the same too because at that time I was dealing with all kinds of shit. So it was easier for me to write. I think it's easier for me right now to write more like scripts and stuff like that versus writing like music because I just, I don't really feel like I have anything that I could connect to as far as like music. Like I like producing and stuff still, but it just, it don't feel the same. And I think a lot of it, like a lot of that got stripped away with just like the lack of a push on just the end of like people that were around. It's just, like, nobody really had the same mindset. Like, we had the same mindset about, like, what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. But it was just, like, somebody else always telling you, like, oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. And then not even, like, willing to try. Like, you can tell me, like, I can't do this shit and I can't do that shit all day. And I'm just like, okay, we can try. Yeah. But when you don't want to put no effort into it, it's like, yo. I, and to me, I think it actually got to me eventually. And that's why I was just like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like, I was just content. And I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going back to school. I don't need this no more. Because I just got tired of, like, this person's going to help us. This person's going to help us. And then they'd always, like, they'd always end up being the same motherfucker. Yeah. Always falling through and shit. But and like, it's just, like, even trying to do studio time yeah. and shit like, back, like that back then. It's like, yeah. we weren't balling ass niggas. But it was like, like we're both on the same thing so it's like let's work together to try to make this shit pop off so Mm -hmm. like i'm paying whatever for studio time and i'm expecting you to give me a product and you're just kind of like shitting on me and you you get into a zone where you're like picking up other artists and shit and putting my shit on the back burner 
but I'm like, I'm, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was just yeah. shit like that. So that's what drove me to the point where it's like, all right, like, I know how to produce. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. Like, I just, so now I have my own studio set up and everything's wonderful, but I just, I don't have that same creative fucking exactly. drive to, I have, I can write movies all day. Yeah. I can write TV shows. I can write whatever. I can do that shit all day. But when it comes to like music, like, I, I kind of feel like it's still there and I can still feel it. But I just don't get excited like I used to about it. Unfortunately, I still get excited. Like when we did Kim, that yeah, that was cool. When I got my verse, yeah, like when the verse finally came to me, like that's where like I'll have the glimpses of the the angry motherfucker in his early twenties who <laughs> could who can get me where I need to go. But it, it, and it's like I I I love the creative process. How, but also is that a product of the music or was that just a product of of quarantine? where we were bored as fuck and had nothing to do, so it, we reverted back to our old selves, kind of, to to come up with that shit. I think it was a combination. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I say that is just because it's like we had this in us, but at the time, it's just like, like we didn't have the time before because we were both, you know, picking up things and, like, we both had new jobs and whatever, so it's hard for us to go and record. And then on top of that, too, it's like we didn't have the space before. Yeah. But now we have the space. So, and that was like, always the main thing, which is, is like no location. Yeah, and it, it like now that we have the space, like we get to do this, we get to do you know whatever. We can hold meetings and and do all the things that we wanted to do initially. So, I I, I would say it was a combination because for like the pandemic, like that was just kind of like a reset, yeah. and it kind of put a lot of shit in perspective too. It's just like oh damn, like so you you try to find different ways to like make it yeah it's like you know sink or swim so but yeah you know back the little i mean that little nostalgic trip nostalgic down memory yeah so like for me at the point i'm at right now as far as music um i'll still make it and i'll still produce and i'll still put things out but i'm not looking to put things out to be like an artist yeah you know what i mean i mean i'm an artist but i'm not i'm not putting my shit out to be like oh like i'm the next you know such and such like i'm just putting music out there because i want people to listen to it and if you like it and you you share it then cool and i've had people you know sharing the song recently and sharing like old stuff from like my soundcloud page which is dope i'm like yo like if you fuck like yeah i appreciate it i really do but it just for me like i'm not trying to do anything crazy maybe in like a, a few years you know i put like me i've always said this i've always said i'm gonna put out at least one album like an actual album and then just you know put out a bunch of beat tapes because mm. i have beats for fucking you you've heard yeah i got like computers full of just i know somewhere i got like a couple like beat discs from you yeah you, at least like five or six of them i found somewhere. i found my cd bible the uh-huh. other day in stores so and it was just like a bunch of like just instrumental tapes that yeah. i that i have so maybe i'll put those up and you know whatever but okay back to big sean i mean so that's it's not big sean no more it, it, it's, it's just this music corner is just going to be reminiscent basically um, um but i mean that's what triggered it yeah was the big sean shit because at that time it's just like i was doing music you know and just going out to South by Southwest and seeing, you know, the progression of him as like an artist. Yeah. From like, you know, finally famous to 
uh, you know, all of his other projects after that. Marvin like, Gaye and Chardonnay. Yeah, like, and then just seeing where he's at now. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's dope. Um, What's your favorite Big Sean album? Or I, I can't really say album. It won't be an album. I can't say an album because I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be an asshole. I can't say I've ever heard a full Big Sean album. I've always heard like a fuckload of songs off of him. Yeah. And shit. Because for the longest time I had XM Radio and they just play basically almost the whole album, but I can't pick or pull the albums. Um, I'll tell you this: one of my favorite verses of his is uh, "Fly Union." Um, Damn, girls these days ain't nothing but trouble. He's like, and I'm gonna make her act accordingly. She gonna say my name, say my name like she's supporting me. Bunch of bitches stepping in. Looking like sorority, half white, half black, looking like minority. Go, Sean, go. Go, Sean, go. But if she ain't got no rubbers in it's no Sean, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's that that's like the hard that's one of the hardest verses I ever heard from. I'm like, damn, this nigga going in on this shit. I got a lot of favorites uh from Big Sean. I think my shit was when the the finally famous volume three was uh Fuck My Opponent, uh my closet. And then uh, too fake. Yeah. They say I'm too fake. Fuck it, I'm fake. I can't even find an empty spot. It's not my safe. I got Cardi's on my eyes. Louis on my case. Lots of shrimp and calamari right here chilling on my plate. But yeah, I don't know, that's my shit. Uh, man, I don't know. He's just got a lot of good. I feel like he's kind of underrated. He is. He is. I mean, after the whole shit with. Um the whole Kendrick shit yeah, from the that verse. control shit. Like, yeah, it kind of like eh, put a little eh on the career. But, I mean, I feel like he's, he's. I mean, they're beyond it now. They've smoothed it out yeah. or whatever the fuck was going on then. But it's just like, no one, no one, you can't like just shit on like can't, uh, on Big Sean and be like, oh man, he, his verses aren't that dope or he's mediocre or whatnot. And it's just like, I mean... He's not the greatest thing ever, but it's like he's got he's he's built a solid career, man. Yeah, it's solid. So, so that's well, how I stand. With well, it. shout out to Big Sean for taking me down memory lane, boy. It, that you know, and then seeing so we did this thing on this past Sunday, uh, this weekend. Uh, a couple of DJs here, uh, DJ Ammunition and DJ Lights Out, they did a a queue. So it's like a regular thing that they do an annual thing that they do um for djs here in san antonio and it's like they all get together and they you know give djs like sets and and whatever so we got to go check that out and this year they had a headliner and it was crazy so um just going to see that man like it kind of inspired me to like just get back into like production and you know just practicing my dj shit and getting better at that and you know, just working fucking harder. I mean, I work, work hard, hard, but, you know, you got to work hard every day. Working harder than who works the hardest. A Michael Jordan mentality. Was that? Uh, Big Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Big Sean. <laughs> D-Town, oh, West Side. Yeah, yeah I said, said it. it. West Side. Yo, Fat Raps? <laughs> oh, Hey, you know what? Oh, man, I don't mean to jump off Big Sean. You know what came across my Twitter feed the other day? Uh, that uh, Cool Kids Pennies. Kick it to the city where we in the round town next door and they were oh, selling the city that is too loud. Damn. <laughs> I was big on Cool Kids, yeah. too. Them niggas is dope. 
Well, we'll save that for another episode. But it's um, we're gonna wrap this one up. It's been real. We appreciate you guys. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming uh, Chaku back. We had to take yeah. that week off, but you know, we back. We giving you bangers again. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it's gonna be. I'm a little out there. You know, I took a week. I actually got sleep for once, so I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just all over the place. What do I with do it. with all this energy? Yeah, what do I do with all this? Is stored up. But uh, yeah. So we're gonna wrap this episode up. Uh. Thank you to everybody that watches on YouTube, uh, everybody that listens on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, share it with a friend. Tell your friend to share it with a friend. And you can find us on Instagram at the Saucy Boys Pod. Uh, you can find Mike at MDMartin228 on Instagram, IG. And you can find me at N-U-N-C-H-A-K-U Johnson. So we'll catch y'all next week. Shout out Joe Cova for the Cups. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Joe. Peace.